and welcome to Kink Cast. It Tommy's least favorite is episode. a podcast about alternative sexual Good lifestyles. Good evening and welcome to Kinkcast. It is a podcast about alternative sexual lifestyles, kinks, and Good fetishes. Good evening. Oh, wait, no, that was a what's his face? Good evening. That's it. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening, boys and ghouls. What superhero movie was he in? Uh, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. The Fly. The, uh, well, yeah. The original. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Hill on Haunted House. What's, I don't think he was on in House on Haunted Hill. Vincent Price? Yeah. He the fuck was? Oh, I'm thinking of the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. No, Vincent Price was long dead before that entered production. No, not 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 the TV series. Oh, the, the original? The Haunting, the one with Liam Neeson, which oh. is based upon the Haunting of Hill House. Well, he, uh, Vincent Price is in uh, The House on Haunted Hill. Thank That's you not a superhero much. movie either. Hey, what is this? Spooking cast? This, I don't think so, because guess what? It's January. It's more racist every time it's said. What? <laughs> Spooking cast. Time flies. We're now in... Why does that sound racist? S-P-O-O-K is sometimes considered a racial, racial slur, slur for black by people. jackasses. Oh, but nobody uses that anymore. It, if you, okay, I can introduce you to someone called my grandfather. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of old people, maybe. But. I, I love that term as a, as a term for spies, but mm-hmm. you have to be careful with that. Uh, what a great introduction for someone's first episode. Jesus Christ. Welcome to... Hey, we're an educational show. Yeah, we are. Everyone just learned that... They, we can start over. There's another. There's a race word that starts with S. How fun. Uh, we are a podcast of alternative sexual lifestyles, and today we're discussing the sexual significance of superheroes and their fetishization Super. in American culture. Sex. Sexy superheroes. So, who is your favorite su- sexy superhero? Tommy's is a, just gonna who? sound like a gunshot. And your <laughs> the question he despises the most. Really? I thought I knew I was gonna get that question today, so I came up with an answer. It's is Do- it a real answer? It's a real answer. Okay, Doctor Manhattan. Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen, not the comedian. Oh, not the comedian. <laughs> not, the not, the, not the rapist, serial killer. <laughs> no, the Doctor Manhattan, giant naked blue man. Um, I am fond of Watchmen as perhaps the only good, like, uh, what would you call it, inversion of the superhero genre. It did that very well. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's my official answer: is is Doctor Manhattan. If you're gonna ask me which one I would like to be with in a romantic way. I will refuse to answer you. Okay, but I have to tell you something, and I'm really excited about this. For the past two weeks, I have been watching The Venture Brothers. Oh, God bless. I love that. There's superheroes in The Venture Brothers. There are. Yeah, I just watched the episode where there's like the Hunter S. Thompson character. Hunter Gathers. Yes. (laughs) That's a great character. (laughs) I love that episode. Because I was like, yeah, Hunter S. Thompson. But then there's also Molotov Cocktees. Molotov Cocktees is great. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally the character that I'm going to be discussing. Like, because like, she's literally... No, but, like, the sexy allure, like, yeah. that was obviously inherent in her design as a character, like, obviously she's a sex figure. Yeah. So it just, her it kind of cracked me up. Her and Black Widow are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Anyways, I just had to tell you because I know that that's one of your favorite shows, and I was like, yes. I, I don't imagine you've gotten to an episode of Captain Sunshine yet, but he's a great, he's a great Superman parody. He is, he is great. He's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Dana, who would you say is, is, is it Superhero Crush, or is it your favorite, favorite superhero? superhero? No, we're supposed to be talking about sexy ones, right? But I can tell. I, I can thought tell the question you both. was, who's your favorite? My, 
Well, I was saying favorite sexy superhero. Okay, that's fine. So I'm should I go. should I re-answer? They're all they're all sexy. They're designed. Uh, yeah, every superhero is designed for maximum. Sex. Let me give a My let me give a TLDR on today's episode real quick. Uh, superheroes are a very implicitly sexual thing. They represent virility and attractiveness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. And moving on. My favorite sexy superhero would be Lara Croft. Not super. She's not super. She she's can get super. shot. She's like got eight times. Of her. She's not super. <sighs> she does not have superhuman abilities. She's got some. I'm even wearing my Lara Croft no, braid today. Um. Okay, fine. Fine. I like, I do like. Batman's also not a superhero. That's horseshit. <laughs> I like Deadpool. I really like Deadpool. Oh, also, he's one Tommy. of the sexiest ones as well. <laughs> Tommy just heard another gunshot go off. It's <laughs> not sexy. He is inherently not sexy. He is intentionally written he's as an ugly funny. character. He's funny. He's epic and We're going to talk about sexuality and like the way that some of these characters may not be inherently sexy. He's... Because your standards of sexually intriguing okay. might be different. Outside of the movie... The comic, he is literally like Hideous. weeping pustules are hey. covering his face. He is constantly seeping. Hey, mucus. Iron Man. She answered your question. Okay. <laughs> you Man. you wouldn't accept her go. first one. Then she gave an honest answer, and you wouldn't let her have it because you wanted to nerd out at her about how you know more about Deadpool's and chimichangas. I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I'm attracted to the film version of Deadpool because he's sassy pants, and I love that. Dana. I'm not enjoying our conversation I'm today. Sorry. <laughs> uh, my favorite superhero is uh, Spider-Man because he's classic and illegitimate, he's a- illegitimate, illegitimate. He's yeah. not super. He got bit by a spider once. He's relatable because he actually has uh, real problems that he deals with. Like uh, he does. Like how Aunt, Aunt okay. May the was difference like between movie. Marvel and DC, not to already get into this, oh, is that uh, Marvel has characters that actually have to deal with like human shit, like as they're written. Like uh, Iron Man, one of his most famous stories is not him fighting a supervillain; it's him dealing with alcoholism. And that's the same thing with uh, Spider Man: is that the world keeps shitting on him, and his life just keeps getting worse and worse, and he's still just has to struggle through it. Pizza time. <gasps> Did y'all see the new Aquaman movie? No, no. We talked about this last week. Oh, but it's so good. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm bursting at the seams. <laughs> hey, I let's hate. talk also, about this. It would just be great to like swing through the air. That that would feel awesome to do. Well, yeah. uh, and my favorite sexy superhero is Power Girl because she just has a tit window on her chest. Cool. With the boobs out or just like with like a keyhole? No, it's just a big hole over her like in her costume where her boobs just are it just, it is literally just there for cleavage oh okay All but right. yeah it's it's a window like got it just for her her boobies which superhero lady is one is just like she doesn't have a costume she's just like an amorphous like boob figure uh mystique maybe i'll take mystique can i have her yeah. jennifer lawrence mystique yeah. i want to see the real mystique no the real mystique Perfection. Perfection. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that you one. Want, you want the meme? I want the meme of... Well, I mean, I do remember, like, 
So let's actually dive into today's topic yeah. through a personal memory. <laughs> I remember liking superhero movies at one point. <laughs> I remember once being a child when it's appropriate to like superheroes. You things. liked the first Avengers movie. I was a child. You were not. I was 19. Yeah. Anyways. Um, You've grown so much since then. <laughs> what, two years? Yes, I'm 21 years old, <laughs> Dana. Know. Thank you. Um, uh, anyways. Uh, no, I remember like... Superheroes are an astoundingly sexual thing. It is crazy that we get away with selling it to children when it is literally just like flagrant body discovery mm-hmm. and and just like quicksand represents sex in 1950s movies, like the power politics of superhero versus supervillain is a very like direct metaphor for sexuality in my opinion. Well, I want to lay some truth on you guys. I want to read you this, and you can tell me what your thoughts are. Because I did some research of researchers into this. Because this is something I've actually written about and and, and done some publications Uh, on. I wanted you to have that introduction and then turn the page. And then in big letters it just says, which superhero got the biggest dick? (laughs) We'll never know. Tommy just wants this to be a purely comedy podcast. (laughs) No information. Uh... Yes. Wolverine's got so, the biggest dick. No, if you're no familiar, he's only like 5'2 in the comics. Yeah, if you're familiar with Comics Alliance, um, it's a fantastic website and also... Also, one other thing. What? Michael Fassbender apparently has a hog. <laughs> Magneto probably has the biggest dick. Oh. Michael Fassbender apparently has like a 13-inch dick. The young? Yeah. Magneto. Magneto. <gasps> Do you not know who Michael Fassbender yes. is? No, I know exactly who he is. Apparently, I'm sure he's somewhere. He's got a gigantic dick. I'm just going to keep saying that. Real I quick. I want to acknowledge just real quick, just before we jump in, and then we will get to the data, I promise. Can you find a picture? There is someone with a vein in their forehead screaming at us right now that the X-Men do not count as superheroes. Someone out there. They do. All right. That's our official stance. How would they not count as superheroes? They're mutants, Chris. They're mutants. The only people that see mutants as not being superheroes are comic book characters that see mutants as not being superheroes. Well, and, people and they're usually evil. the villains that end up getting killed at the end. No no one dies in comics. But <laughs> yeah, that's what makes them so fascinating. <laughs> Anyways, I actually did some research on this. Andrew- actually, Bucky Barnes stayed dead for... 50 years before they brought him back. He's hot, too. Then uh, uh, Uncle Ben has never been brought back to life. All right. You need to can it. Andrew Wheeler, um, a writer for Comics Alliance, (laughs) said that big muscles, because we talk about this, you know, all the sexualization of these characters, big muscles are a male fantasy. That's not to say that women aren't ever into them, but let's face facts. Women have never been the primary target audience for superhero comics. And male heroes are drawn with big muscles anyways. Make no mistake, women are there, but those big muscles are not there for women. They're there for men. Straight men who find male power exhilarating. If women didn't exist, superheroes would have been drawn just as buff as they are today because as far as most superhero comics are concerned, women as consumers do not exist. Well, it's the ideal male body, and mm-hmm. you're buying that. It's the uh, ideal male power fantasy. Yeah, it's and like the bigger the muscles, the more the muscles, the more power. It's also it's also all show muscles. It's none of the actual like, it's none of the used muscles. Well, and then on top of that, you'd say ideal female body in skin tight clothing as well. Mm-hmm. And I think people make the argument, but that, not muscular females, but not muscular females That's, at all. Yeah, except maybe for She Hulk. Yeah, uh, except maybe She Hulk, but if. 
you compare like Black Widow as she's drawn and as she's played in the movies by Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. to like an actual female like MMA fighter, completely different muscle Well, types. and and I hate to I know you hate this expression, but it's almost the an exception proves the rule kind mm-hmm. of deal where exceptions to this norm in superheroes kind of prove the fact that oh, someone was trying to corner a market. Someone was trying to corner a queer market by having a queer superhero. Someone was mm-hmm. trying to corner a feminist market by having a uh, proportionally drawn squirrel girl. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love squirrel girl. Yeah, there have been... Uh, female comic book f- fandom has been growing a lot recently. A lot because of comics like Squirrel But girl. I feel like the females who buy into comic book, like they're buying into that same sexual norm. And it, it's not even heteronormative anymore. But the, the norm is the ideal male body. And which kind of ranges from Spider-Man to Hulk to the ideal female body, mm-hmm. which kind of ranges from Pin the same. Girl. It's all yeah. the same. It's all like... Maybe Gal Gadot is a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and Scarlett Johansson is a little bit more of a small lady. Mm-hmm. She's she's tiny. She is tiny? Yeah. Scar Joe's a little... Scar's, Scar's like 5'2 or something. Scar Joe. Hey, who I plays Scar Thanos? I'm her best friend. Uh, is that Josh Brolin? Yeah. Wow, I learned something every day. Um, one thing I... <laughs> That's it. He actually got that jacked for the movie, too. Cruel whale chin. <laughs> to continue... And grew, um, like, to eight foot ten or something. Dana's gonna kill us, Chris. The same... No, you're good. The same, the same writer said, yet I've seen it said more times than I can count, that male <laughs> heroes are objectified, sexualized, idealized just the same as the women because they're big and ripped and dressed in tight costumes. Would y'all agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're sexy as fuck. It's an idea that's completely tied up in the narcissistic notion that androphile women are attracted to the same qualities that men find appealing, which is not true. Oh, I don't think they're sexualized for women. No, 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 no. They're saying that they're sexualized in the same way, which is not true. It's the male fantasy of wanting to be adored the way that men are adoring women. Kind of like the way way men fetishize all women, the way like Mm -hmm. a man would would fetishize a um, like a stripper mm-hmm. or a sex worker, I guess is it's the exact same idea of a, of a man wanting to be fetishized that way. Yeah, even it's the same as uh, '80s action heroes being sexualized. They're not sexualized for females. They're sexualized for males. Exactly, but that's just it. So it's it's you can't really say that. Oh well, you know these women that are sexualized in comic books as the damsels in distress, and you know some of these other bustier superheroes. Um, are being sexualized in the exact same way as these male characters who are covered in muscles and things like that. You can't say that, right? Yeah, the male characters need to be covered in emotions. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyways, but yeah, it's an idea that's completely like tied the Hulk. up in that. Isn't so, he like? Isn't he like sexualized for women? He's uh, got all those emotions just brimming out of him. If you talk to a few women, you'll find that it's broadly untrue. Too much muscle is gross. It looks like they can't move. Um, the focus on muscles veers into the grotesque, is what a lot of the general consensus is. Um, the example, like you guys mentioned a minute ago, um, Hulk and She-Hulk. One is a muscle-bound power fantasy, and the other is a power-lifting pinup girl. She's more than that. She is one of the best lawyers in New York City. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's highly intelligent. Really? One of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe. Okay, yeah, sure. One of the smartest that, lawyers yes. in the Marvel Universe. There's like a hundred. How many smartest. lawyers are there? A bunch. Two. That I can think of off the top of my head. This shit breaks my Three. brain. Three. Three. Daredevil. Uh, oh, God. Matt Murdock. 
as Daredevil. Uh, Foggy Nelson. Yeah, Foggy. The fuck is Foggy Nelson? Matt Murdock's business or like uh, partner. Is he a superhero too? No. Mm-mm. He's just a lawyer in the. Okay, okay. He's That's just a fine. lawyer. I, I, I'm here for it. Okay. Yeah, there are normal characters in the. <laughs> how? If New York is invaded by aliens from a giant purple space goblin, how are there normal people in their universe? Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> okay. Okay. How is Metropolis still standing after it was destroyed in every single Superman movie? Gotham. Um, Gotham, Yeah, Gotham was destroyed in almost nuked. Literally, there was a nuke outside of Gotham. IMDb ranks the fucking Christopher Nolan Batman movies as some of the greatest movies of all time. And they end with fucking Christian Bale flying a nuclear bomb over the ocean. Everyone will agree that that one's not great. But... The Dark Knight is probably the best superhero movie ever made. Off topic, Dana, back on how muscles are gross. The broad consensus is that lean muscle is sexier than bulk. Spider-Man. Superheroes like Nightwing and Hawkeye, uh, all gymnasts rather than powerhouses. Too much testosterone can be a turnoff. The women Wheeler interviewed were um, turned on by guys whose masculinity is tempered by other qualities. Guys who can be a little goofy... Guys with generous smiles, long hair, long eyelashes, full lips, soft eyes. It seems obvious to say it, but faces matter. And it's interesting to think that, like, generally speaking, the focus on these comic book heroes are like, they're big, strong bodies. Where maybe women readers are looking more for facial features. You know, um, hang on. Um, but the target audience is young Boys. Boys, exactly. But what? this is why they're drawn this way. And so it's interesting if they're wanting to bring in I'm not more bad, I'm just drawn that women's. way. Continue. <laughs> Men's faces are frequently obscured to protect their identities. Seeing faces not only allows the reader to appreciate the fine features and intense smolders, but it also makes the characters more expressive. Personality is sexier than dour macho grimacing so i to prepare for today's episode i watched the worldwide phenomenon that was the avengers movie so the first one Mm-mm. the most recent one it's on netflix right, right now dylan uh, loved it my review I mean, is it. not so positive no but one uh one uh well, of course you were going in to criticize it yeah i was um one of the things i noticed it's interesting you mentioned goofy is i remember superhero things from my childhood and like i still think batman the animated series is great batman could be a little bit goofy occasionally but he was like always very serious and brooding mm-hmm. um the strangest thing i noticed about the avengers universe the avengers the universe so, uh, the mcu MCU, whatever, is it was almost like there was a sign on the writer's room wall that every male character has to be goofy, mm-hmm. but none of the female characters are allowed to be goofy. And, and you know why? If Well, that fits into the male, uh, the, the male power fantasy of women shouldn't be funny, because that's them showing... Because it's to be goofy shows that, that you have witty. control and swagger over the room. And you're smart. Yes. You have to be smart to be funny. But it, it's strange how it's like, as much as Disney is trying to make the MCU woke or whatever, there's still all of the... That that market has not changed that much. There are more women, there are more queer people being interested in superheroes, but at the end of the day, this is a 60-year-old, if not century-old, like 13-year-old boy's wet dream. Right. Uh, I mean, I would hold off on that judgment because obviously the characters introduced so far, the female characters have all been very straight-laced and dour, uh, but they are kind of playing the straight man to but the 
goofy man. But when watching the uh, Avengers but, of Josh Brolin movie, the, the I and I don't feel like I'm being like BuzzFeed, like woke. Oh, this is sexist. But like at the end of the day, it's all white men who are very powerful and they're making quips and they're making jokes and they have black friends who are not allowed to be funny and they have women friends who are not allowed to be funny. Yeah, Black Panther isn't. I mean, it's kind of funny. There's but it's three more black like, characters in that movie. Also. Not every movie needs to be a comedy. My main complaint about the MCU is that every movie is becoming a comedy. But it's just yeah. white well, dudes you know making clips. It's because of the <clears throat> success. But I would like to point out, Tommy, you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, probably not seen 1, but Mantis does make a lot of jokes in that. She is a Mantis female is character funny. who makes a lot of jokes. Okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, and she makes a few jokes in... Uh, I mean, you probably don't even know her name. Cause no, I know who Mantis is. She's the black eyes and the little antenna eyes. Yeah. She uh, she survived, if I recall. But the the trailer for Captain Marvel, she was making some, like, quips in the trailer. She was making some quips. Gotta give those ladies quips. some quips. She was, she was making some jokes. She she did point out to, uh, what's it's... Uh, uh, You're making a good argument, but at the end of the day, Dana's research found that word goofy, and that stuck with me, just because so much of, uh, like, it's Chris Pratt makes a quip, Tony Stark makes a quip, Thor yeah. makes a quip, and then we cut to Scarlet Witch and Black Widow. I don't think Thor made any jokes. And then, who's Black Panther's... Uh, Thor made jokes. He made a joke like, no, because his family was dead the whole time. But they give them; they still give him comedy material, and that and that's another big a, a big part of this. Oh, well, I guess he Loki. he was calling he was calling uh, Rocket something, and he got a lot of physical comedy as well. And I, I remember I remember almost keeping a counter of it. There was like two scenes involving women where was the women were allowed to give a. No, that was uh, that was uh, what uh, Quill calls him. Yeah, garbage panda. Who? Calls Is that right? What? Peter Quill calls, uh, he, I think he Dumpster call, Panda? Dun- garbage something. Panda. Yeah, Garbage Panda. He calls Rocket Garbage Panda. Okay. Yeah. I, it's I, funny. I'm sure it was hilarious. Thor, I, I Thor calls him Rabbit. Yeah. Was... And Thor, he doesn't even make, he doesn't really make jokes though. It's just, he, he is weird and that makes it funny. Like he, he understands, Awkward. he understands Groot. And so it's like funny that he's the first character to be able to understand and speak Groot's language, besides Rocket, who doesn't speak Groot's language, he's just like, wait, you can understand him? We're getting off here from the point, which is the end of the day, male power fantasy, which is why women are wearing next to nothing. Women don't get to be funny. Mm -hmm. You get to have, it's very much, and I would like to touch on this very briefly, because I do think it is a problem with the MCU. I think that there's there is a problem with the wanting to have your cake and eat it too, of the way they treat their black characters. I, if you fucking watch the Infinity Stone War bullshit movie, there are three of the highest paid actors from black Hollywood, three black men. Their parts are fucking like Tiny. slim pickings. I mean, what's his for, angel wing boy doesn't get a single line. Except for like three. He got he got like a line at least. He except, got a line. Except for like three or four characters. There were, I mean, it was Thanos's movie. Like. He had the yeah. most lines of the movie by far, and the only characters that even come close to having as many lines would be uh, Iron the Man. Five. It would be Iron Man and maybe Thor. Yeah. White man. Uh, I mean, Sp- uh, Spider Man. I guess Iron Man and Spider Man mm-hmm. probably had the most lines of the heroes, but the whole movie was about a a big purple dude. Like most most of the characters barely got any screen time because it wasn't about them developing as characters because we already have seen all their stories. Except for Tommy, who <laughs> went in to watch. Look, 
as a as a purveyor of like uh, avant garde films and experimental art, you know, it's really just my place to understand that the Avengers was an experiment in storytelling that I just need to get on board with. <laughs> you know what? We I all mean, had it to, was an experiment that succeeded greatly. We all had to swallow the bitter pill that was that movie. Like, wait, that, are you talking about Aquaman? I I will kick you under the table. Also, um, that is. For, I mean, Tommy's judgment aside, if you have been keeping up with those characters, that was definitely the best MCU movie because it was a culmination of so many like stories and getting to see the characters finally like pay off. But some of us have differing opinions on that. You didn't I, like you didn't like Infinity War. It made me sad and angry. Oh. That's the bitter pill I'm there's talking a, about. There's a lot of movies that make people sad. <laughs> That's their whole intention. Yeah. It made me concerned for our children. Why? It makes me sad. I Breaking feel from that so point, good, Mr. Stark. Do you, do you remember the, the prequels? The Star Wars prequels? Yeah, those are huge fucking movies. I would actually and make an very argument influential. that Star Wars Episode One was a better film overall than the Avengers Infinity War That's movie. That. Well, to bring us back on track, I think we would be... You would be... Come the fuck at me. I don't give a shit. You would be objectively wrong. I think we would be remiss to not mention the difference in costuming, um, because this is something I've written about extensively. Um, Real quick. There wasn't even character development in Star Wars Episode One, None whatsoever. (laughs) Karuskant? Anyway, Sorry. Um, but yeah, so like the way that the costuming is done on some of these characters, not only their physical bodies, but also the way that their costume, the way that their battle armor is done, uh, their way that, you know, they dress on a regular basis. Um, a lot of those things are highly sexualized and forgive me, a lot of my research does come from Lara Croft, but, um, I know not a superhero, but it's kind of interesting to see the way that these different characters are sexualized or overtly, like, I guess their masculinity or femininity or whatever, um, is kind of made more overt, made more, um, hyper. Yeah. Well, gender Um, norms are highly present in costumes. Right. And what's interesting and has not been brought up yet is that, uh, like physical norms are represented in superheroes Mm -hmm. physical deformity ugliness and androgyny are represented a lot of times in supervillains with the exception of women where hypersexualized women are more villainous than heroes right which uh which dates all the way back to sci-fi tv and you know a long time ago but but i would make the argument especially you look at like golden age i guess silver age 50s 60s comics age. yeah silver it, age is after it's you silver can, age is 70s 80s if you took superheroes and stripped them of their costumes you would be able to readily identify hero or villain because a heroic man is probably going to be a white dude especially 50s and 60s who's fucking jacked unless they're british in which case they're usually bad or nazis no but he's saying physically oh the yes. villains will be slender and sinister yeah and villains will be or deformed and then a a, a super heroine a, a good mm-hmm. a good girl she's going to kind of be buxom but not like there's going to probably blonde honestly mm-hmm. yeah and then the villains will be probably raven haired yes except mm-hmm. for the few exceptions that are Black-haired women mm-hmm. that are heroes, yeah, like, like the Amazons, like Raven and uh, Zantana and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, 
does she have raven hair or is she brown hair? She has black hair. She's an Amazon. The, the, oh, she's, from the real Amazon. She's not an Amazonian. She's very Caucasian. Yeah. She, yeah. Or now I, Israeli. I'm pretty sure she's like She had Greek. black hair. She's um, yeah. the, the mystical of the... The, the, mm-hmm. the mysteria. Mm-hmm. That word. Mm-hmm. She's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was an alright movie. Get out. Oh, it's overrated. But Get out. I would like to declare a... Um, a ban on all discussions of the quality of superhero films for the duration of this conversation. But that's Chris. all you want to talk about. I know, and that's my own fault. <laughs> um. <clears throat> oh, man. But back to sexiness. And there gendered are a lot costumes. Of people, I mean, let's be honest. There are a lot of people, and there are a lot of resources dedicated <laughs> to um, being like people that are turned on by superheroes. Oh, I mean, yes. obviously, how could you not when something is like... Uh, the epitome of masculinity or the epitome of femininity or, you know... Um, they're written to turn people on. Yeah, well, and they're written to showcase the very best of the best. Like, obviously, if you're talking about Superman or something like that, you know, he's, you know, faster than a speeding bullet, you know. He's got all these abilities that are something to be admired um, and also the things, the good things that he stands for. So, um, it's... I think... Yeah, strange to me how something can come from culture and then grow so large that it influences it back. Yeah. Because it's kind of like every 13-year-old boy's semen the world over flowed into the ink machines at Marvel Comics <laughs> and it became this monolith from which like sexual identities are fucking lived by. Oh, yeah. Like, the industry of, like, the whole sexy superhero thing, there are so many fucking people with superhero fantasies, superhero underwear, mm-hmm. and who, like, go to these movies like it's a fucking religion. Like because they sexually identify as Thor. Right. Well, and let's not forget, there are some people, and I think, I mean, I'm thinking of one gentleman in particular who actually went out to have plastic surgery um, to lighten his skin, to change his nose shape, um, to, you know, basically recontour his entire body in order to better resemble um, the, yeah, the, you know, iconic Superman kind of body and appearance. So um, people not only identify with this, but like try to shape themselves to become what a Live superhero looks it. like. Yeah, exactly. You, you have people who will shield their entire lives and existence in like just cover every inch of their walls and comic book shit. Mm-hmm. Because so, it's such a safe and comfortable fantasy because it's the opposite of our real world. And, and in the real world, your body's going to be imperfect. You're going to have to deal with all these perfect things. Mm-hmm. And superheroes are the ultimate sexual fantasy. Well, so much more than My Little Pony. It's also like in a superhero world, which is a version of our world, like the solutions are easy. <laughs> like it's it's not. I'm not gonna say it's always like a black and white good versus evil, but the times that there are like mer- morally ambiguous, it's still like, well, this was resolved. Let's mm-hmm. all like go be best friends again. People come back right. from the dead all the time. Yeah. Right. Like, but yeah, they live in a super easy to understand world so it makes sense that people would be you know would like that world would like to live in that world it's a narcissistic world it's a it's a world where like everyday citizens don't fucking matter they're just faceless bricks you have to save because you're all that matters they get to rebuild all the shit that gets broken during the epic battle you're just like with your hot (laughs) underwear friends and Mm -hmm. your token black friend who doesn't have like a personality or soul and you just that's a big problem in superhero shit 
Black representation is like a white comic book artist just says like, yeah. Hey, Tommy, um, did you go see Black Panther? Don't care. No, you well, should. It's really good. And then, what's interesting about that I guess that you movie, don't have a leg to stand on. What's interesting about that movie is the guy who actually is the villain is actually somebody that makes a lot of damn sense. I've heard this. I've watched the, the videos. Oh, okay. All right. It's, All right. Uh, Disney wanted to make money on the black market. By which I mean the African-American market. <laughs> so they said, make me a black superhero movie. And they did. That was, no. That's the full extent of that. There's you, no you, heart or soul. You do not pay any attention to what's actually happening at Marvel Production Studios. So you have no idea what you're talking about. It is a calculated risk to take money from 18 to 25 you know, year olds. You know who Kevin Feige is, right? If you say no, your whole argument will be invalidated because you have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's Kevin I... Feige is the person, or is the was the CEO of Marvel Productions Studios, who has been put or who has been in charge of Marvel, uh, the Marvel movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he loves all things superhero, and he's been the one that's basically been guiding it because otherwise it would be like the DC universe where it's just people are throwing shit at the wall where he's like, no, we need to respect the comics. We need to respect the audience. And so we're giving the audience what they want. If Thanos can literally alter reality himself and his big like concern is that people are going to starve, why doesn't he just double food? Yeah, the, you know, that would be called uh, a movie where there's no conflict and so there'd be no point. There's not an infinity gauntlet that does that. There is. He could alter reality. But there would be no... Con- you watched the same reviews that I do where they pointed this out and then said, you know what? If that happened, there would be no conflict and therefore no movie. But you know what's sexy about this? Nothing. So let's tie this back in oh, yes. to kinks and fetishes because, honestly, that's kind of like the goal here, right? I um, forgot what show I was on. <laughs> Thank you. While I respect your backgrounds in film... Um, and in television shows, I think that this is kind of, I don't know. I think this is definitely something you can have a kink about. I mean, like, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of probably like teenage guys that are really getting excited about the fact that some of these girls have boob windows and whatnot. This shows up a ton in other forms of pornography that we've seen. Like Mm -hmm. the superhero costume, I mean, we've seen it for Every single time we've taken a dive on Pornhub, Mm -hmm. there's been superhero versions of different fetishes. Absolutely. I actually had a really good time researching this episode because there's one supervillain that I was, frankly, turned on by a lot. And that was... Harley Quinn. No. um, Well, obviously, I love Harley Quinn because she's like... She's in a lot of pornography. Yeah. But you know who I really like? She's in an abusive relationship. Poison Ivy. Nicole Kidman's Poison Ivy. Funny thing about that. Uh, Harley I'm sorry, Quinn. not Harley. It's Uma Thurman. Yeah, I was about sorry, to say that broke my brain. Uh, she was also in that movie. Funny thing was... about that, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are in a openly lesbian relationship in the comics right now. Sexy. I'm interested. I'm sure that's very progressive of that artist. But it's funny because, like, <laughs> frankly, you go through and you type in any superhero or supervillain um, into you know Pornhub, you can find hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of results. When, I mean. The reason that there are so many superhero fetishes mm-hmm. is because that those things existed in a formative period of people's lives. Right. People, they are targeted towards young men and or young boys. And so they're reading the comics about like, you know, superheroes. And then Batgirl comes along and they're like, 
oh, I like her. I relate to her. Mm-hmm. Sorry, using a nerd voice. <laughs> every every little boy likes superheroes. But, but it's interesting but because they... they're characters that are easily drawn. They're easily identifiable. Um, but they don't have to be anthropomorphized, as some of our other topics have discussed. You know, Pokemon and Sonic and those things What's... kind of being given human features. These people already have super, you know, hyper-sexualized features. What's interesting about that is that when we look at bronies and we look at Sonic the Hedgehog, is you have to have, you see artists taking steps to make them look more human mm-hmm. and superheroes because of their simplicity and because of the exaggeration of costumes, they look more exaggerated and more human than we do. Right. Especially just with, with, with masks and ludicrous colors. It is a human being that is more extravagant and more... Like you said, hypersexualized. And right. It, it's also not like a new thing either. Like super people have ex- have existed in fiction since Jesus Christ, the Odyssey, which is older than that. Mm-hmm. Like, Beowulf, Hercules, Heracles. Um, like there have always they used to be called demigods instead of superheroes, mm-hmm. but they did the same thing. They were doing performing heroic acts and betting the most buxom women and I could have alliterated that. Okay. If we took a time traveler from like 313 BC, it would get them take them some time to get acclimated, but you could take them to an Avengers movie and say, yeah, that's kind of just Hercules. Yeah, no, they, I think that there's they, no... You wouldn't even need to point it out. They would understand. immediately understand, oh, these are the demigods. These are your demigods. You worship these. A people. king from another realm? Okay. Which makes it no surprise that a lot of these characters that we have that are superheroes are usually based on people that are from mythology. Yeah. So, like Iron Man is based off of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Thor, and um, the Hulk is based upon Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I thought he's yeah. based off Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> okay, was that was that a misdirect that yes. I just like blatantly missed? Because um, they're both green. Oh, God damn it! Um, Frankenstein is a DC character, isn't he? Uh, Solomon Grundy, some shit. No, uh, he he literally is a DC character. But that's, I mean, that's any any of these open source properties can be used by anyone. So, mm-hmm. like Thor is also a DC property as well. That's weird. Well, I do have some numbers for you guys if we want to get a sense of how many people are into but this stuff. It, it doesn't feel like it's going to be one of those things where people are specifically like, oh, superheroes are my fetish. Because mm-hmm. it, it's going to be one of those things that's so... Well, yes, the, obviously those people will exist. But it, it's just like a prevalent detail in all forms of American like right. mythology. Right. Is the superhero is, is a staple. It's pervasive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you want some numbers? Though? I would like some numbers to know how many people are like, this is my thing. I only want this. I want to be in a group online dedicated to mm-hmm. my love of Hawk Girl. To talking about boob windows and superhero costumes, and which just, is fascinating. I love how you call it that. That's funny. Um, what would you call it? it I a call cleave? it a tit window. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> a tit window. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, those are usually called um, uh, cleave keyholes. Gaps? They're usually called keyholes. That's so much more subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Thanks to FetLife. I I want to put my key in those holes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks to FetLife, I was able to find there actually are a ton of different superhero-related groups, um, one of which literally is just called Superhero and Villain Fetish. It's for a group for all people who love superheroes, villains, comic book characters. I feel like that Um, group should be split in two. 
And some it doesn't Can't necessarily coexist. have to be it doesn't necessarily have to be cosplayers. Cosplay. Because there is a lot of that involved in How many of those people are just romanticizing the relationship between Harley Quinn and the Joker? Or Batman and the Joker. It's a horrible relationship. Ooh, Chris is in trouble. He didn't silence his phone. It's a horrible relationship. Extremely abusive. There's what are this you doing? He's gonna take a phone call. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on with him. We're pausing, I guess. There's this uh, video from Australia of this like theater troupe of of like young kids, and they decide to do a a, a scene from a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. And there's this like obese seventeen year old who's playing the Joker on stage for his theater class. Like, you wanna know I got these scars? I'm the Joker, baby. We quote that around my house all the time, <laughs> especially now that my dog has these giant scars on her face. Like, I'm the Joker, baby. Oh, I love it so much. Funny. Um, I love the, the 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 types of people who are represented by the Joker. <laughs> Making um, fun of young, developing people who are still trying to find themselves. So, do you want to do you want to guess how many members are in this group? Thirty thousand. Eight thousand. Eight hundred ninety-five. Man. Smaller than I expected. Wait for it. There's more. Um, there's another one that's literally called the Pride, the League of Kinky Superheroes. Um, the Pride? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like a lion thing? I don't know. A gay thing? But it's the League of Kinky Superheroes on FetLife. Oh, you... Okay. That gay thing would be more related to what we're talking about instead of lions. Um, I'm going to guess 30,000. What are you doing? I don't know. Have fun. Do you just don't care about this episode. At all? <laughs> I've been trying. I've been having discussions on. I've used the quality the word. of superhero movies. Okay, Thanos. I'm going to say two hundred. One hundred and twelve. That's smaller than I anticipated. Too. They're, these groups should be. Way oh yeah, you said thirty thousand. <laughs> Maybe it's the biggest group on FetLife, the BDSM community website. <sighs> should be right. <laughs> Focused around superheroes. They're rebranding next week. Um, what did y'all find on Pornhub? Anything good? Oh, that was the end? I thought there was going to be more groups. Just two? There are. No, there are more groups if you would like more. They're just so small that they're um, negligible. This one's actually really interesting. This is... The, the, well, the Horny Superheroes Party. Um, it's uh, Their description says, Ever wanted to dress up as your favorite superhero and attend a party and fuck other heroes and villains? You can't have heroes and villains at the same party. Yeah, you can. They Happens don't all the time party on together. Brothers. Well, the Venture Brothers is also <laughs> a, a critique of that entire genre. That's true. That's um, true. I think it's a critique of all seventies properties. It's a really critique of fiction. This is itself. a really small group. There's only seventeen members. Oh, um, but they have some wild parties. I'm sure. I'm sure that they do. They all Skype in from all corners of the nation. Hey, there's four Batmans at this party. There's also another one called Super four Batmans and Heroes. And Thirteen Deadpools <laughs> in distress in peril scenes. What? There's one that's called Super Heroines and Heroes in distress and peril scenes. Yeah, um, I, I imagine bondage. two members. The 480. Okay. I would imagine bondage plays a pretty big role in this, considering how bondage plays a big role in hero drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being tied up and, you know, well, especially Wonder Woman, who was based, who was created by someone who was famously into bondage. She carried a whip. You know, yeah. Robin got tied up a whole lot. I see a lot of ladies dress up as Robin. 
Because the sexual energy between Batman and Robin is so palpable, it is a joke that is like open faced. They're like an old married couple. There was a female Robin briefly. In Universe 6 7, when. The Earth one. Oh, thank God. I think after Tim Drake. After Batman traveled back to the 1600s and was killed but brought back to life. That actually happened. After. He was killed, he was killed by Darkseid, and he was shot back in time, and he I traveled found... through different time periods, being Bat Knight and Bat Pirate, and that kind of thing. I found, <laughs> I found the the big. Tommy, I didn't know you were a superhero comic book writer. Would you think uh, you'd like to give Catwoman some heavy petting? Wish you were Lois Lane. Love to see the Green Lantern drill a villainess in all three holes with his power ring. Just can't stop staring at Black Canary's legs. Want to worship Storm as a goddess with your tongue? My... Wish you had Wolverine's regeneration power uh, so you, you could rehabilitate me. Sabretooth by giving him a chew toy to vent his urges on? Lost me. You're mixing universes. Ever wish Marvel would publish a few <laughs> XXX rated books about heroines whose mutant powers let them fuck the bad guys into submission? Comic fan kinksters, let us know what really goes through your mind when you open a funny book. From regular geeking out to over uh, geeking out over which super would be better, which superhero would be better in the sack to describing your ultimate erotic crossover maxi series in excruciating detail to describing X-rated superheroes you only wish were available at your FLCS. What is this? It's a, a group. Fat life group. I found another group. Jeez, that's a big title. It's just called the superhero fetish. When group. does Beast Boy turn eighteen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> superhero fetish. It's just a group on Fet Life, w- and this is the one I was looking for. I would like to uh, go into that group and let them know that there are comic books for them. That there are comics with superheroes who have fuck powers. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about a little website called DeviantArt. Yeah. <laughs> now they're, one of the most critically acclaimed comic series in the last few years was uh, uh, Sex Criminals, which was about people who had superpowers based upon orgasming. But are, do they have costumes? Uh, yes. Oh, that shows what I know. Like Rogue. Can't Rogue? Rogue can't. They don't start off with she can't touch anybody. Um, she doesn't have any fuck powers. I'm going to guess there's 8,000 people. She would people. kill somebody. With her vagina. I'm going to guess three people. 8,000. 2,018 This is the biggest one. How'd you, how is this one the last one you found? It, I, just, I just found it again, frankly. Um, yeah, I, I mean, role play and bondage, people are going to do that for the superhero shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the whole purpose of Wonder Woman. She got tied up in every one of her original comics. And she tied up others with her lasso of truth. Like Indiana Jones. He's a superhero. And the creator was a polygamist. No, he's not a superhero. Chris no. would say he's he's a superhero. superhero in the same way that Lorecroft is because she's based on him. There you go. Perfect. That's better. <gasps> Anybody want to do a little shopping? Oh, I Jesus. I'm just go to the discount section at Target and you can find anything. I have been to a sex store, Priscilla McCall's, I think, where they had... Uh, off-brand superhero dildos. I think I just hurt Dana's feelings, and I'm, I apologize. Um, I'm very excited about the shopping I did this week. I saw the the hunk. I think it was, <laughs> which was a giant per or giant blue dildo, a green. God, what's wrong with me? Green dildo that. Uh, oh, the Incredible Dong is what that's. Okay, hundred dollars. Well, it's probably a hundred dollars worth of silicone. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so I was able to find a whole bunch of fantastic superhero-related sex toys this week, um, some of which have fantastic names. So I am going to go through them one by one. <clears throat> All of these are available from geekysextoys.com. Wait, can you tell us the hero it's based on, and then we try to come up with a name that is the same or better? And sure. S- before telling us the actual name. Okay. Sure. Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. What would... I have no puns. I just know that's the silliest... Okay, do you know those memes? It's like if a cat wore pants, would it wear them like this or this? This is if a dildo wore pants, (laughs) would it wear them like this or this? Because it is a dildo wearing pants and the balls are the pants. Um, Something about sea man. It looks like a Swedish fish. So uh, I'll say a, a Swedish fisk. Something about semen. This the is the Aquamoan. Aquamoan. Ah, I should have gotten that one. This is the Aquamoan. Nope. Silicone. That, that one would have been pretty easy to get. Okay, well, I'm, I'm getting on their page now. All right, now Tommy's we have... wants to kill himself. A fleshlight that is based on... The Black Widow. The Black Widow. Uh, the Black Tit Window. I don't have anything. I, all I know is that that thing is weird looking. Okay. Black Snake Moan. It's called Agent, Agent Gets, Gets Me Off. off. <laughs> Isn't that great? No. Okay. Not, um, on, not on their page. <laughs> okay. Thor's dildo, but it, it's, it's a hammer. It's Thor's hammer, but the handle is a dildo. Okay, so Thor's hammer is called Mjolnir, so Molnir. He's right. I can read it on the hammer. Is it Molnir? Mon Mon Molnir. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you got it. Nailed it. All right. We have this one, too. Oh, the Infinity Gauntlet. Yes. Oh, God. Jeez. I'm dying. Uh, yeah, the Infinity... It is just the The Infisty Gauntlet? The, the, the... Infisty Gauntlet? Infinity uh, Fist. That one's not even clever. It's not even that, clever. That was the first one that came to mind, and I was like, dismiss it. Oh, uh, the Captain, Captain America. America butt plug. So. Captain America butt plug. Right. Which just I don't. Steve Steve Rogers. Uh... Drill Steve Drill. I don't know. Uh, Captain, Captain Anal. Anal. Okay, yeah, Captain Anal. I appreciate that one. Sure. It's, it has such low effort. <laughs> uh, that one's based on based on Hawkeye. Everyone's uh, favorite character. Uh, and it's and an, Hawkeye. It's an arrow. Well, it's a very thick arrow, but a very thin dildo. It's for deep penetration. Uh, it's well, called hold on. cock cockeye. Cockeye. Cockeye's arrow. I don't know. What is it called? Yeah, go ahead. Hawk ass arrow. I appreciate that one too. Again, for its low effort. <laughs> this one's really good. This one's really really good. It's Iron, Iron Man. Man. Uh, Iron Man so uh, it's it's called an impulse blast. Is what he shoots out. So in in ass pulse pulse. What is it called, Dana? Arse reactor. Because <laughs> it's an arc reactor. <laughs> I, I went with the wrong went with the wrong piece of his suit. I would like to apologize to the audience for how sex negative I've been today's episode. That is just a Spider-Man. Oh, it's a, it's a Spider-Man. It's got a discount Spider-Man logo dis- and also webs. Yeah, the I, web they shooter. Put a, they Webbed ribbing. Yeah, they could have put the like uh, black dye on the webs and really yeah give that some pop. Uh, I excuse me, if I was going to be using a paint on my Spider-Man dildo, I need to be blue. 
his well I, I guess on his costume it's like silver yeah uh the, I'm going to call it the spider bite I I said the web shooter the spider, spider cock. cock again super low effort but at least they put the the hash in it a lot of people forget that it is spider hash man these kind of just go makes to... me think of those dominatrixes who these kind of go together okay those are Groot one is a one is baby Groot <laughs> <laughs> one is adult Groot uh, one is a one dildo. is a butt plug. One, one is, is a dildo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm exhausted. I, I refuse to answer. It's 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 gonna have I am in the title. Min, mini, mini root, root and, and root. root. Not even clever. Not even. And sexual. then there's a rocky one. Uh, it's a rocket butt plug with the tail. So uh, which I actually I have that image saved on my phone because I send that to friends as a way of annoying them of saying hey I just bought this for you. You never send that to me. I guess we're not friends. I Chris, I, I feel like <laughs> given the context of our relationship, it would not actually freak you out very much if I sent you a, a, a raccoon butt plug tail. <laughs> Like I would I would wonder what this week's episode was about. Look, your ass is Davy Crockett. Uh, so, uh, Rocket Raccoon. Butt Rocket Raccoon. That's probably it. It's very low effort. Butt Rocket Raccoon is my official answer. Randy the Rocket. That's the that's the lowest effort of all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are better than others. I really like the arse These are all actor. MCU. I want to see a uh, Batman dildo. Do you? Do you really need to? Do we really need to see a Bat dildo? That is... What the fuck is that? I think it's Doctor Strange. No. No, is that Drax? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cox with an X. Dicks. Dicks. Why, how did I miss that? I'm an Dicks. idiot, too, but you're an idiot. Okay, wait, wait, wait. But this is my favorite one. That also isn't Drax's color scheme. Also, this is not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Also, are These are the Infinity, Infinity Stones. Stones. No. Chaos Emeralds? They're not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're the Marvel Skinematic universe. I'll give you a hint. Dun 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 dun. dun. Power Rangers? Are you kidding? Okay. They're the Power Ranger dildos. What? What? They're they? butt plugs. Oh. Times two. Okay. <laughs> so it's my other. Phone. You meet up with your five friends and you go out to the woods and you each put on your Power Rangers costume and then you all insert your Power Rangers butt plug and well, that's do camping. To, do you have to do the thing where you put it between your hands and point it at the camera? And then shove it up. Okay. Yeah. The mighty moaning anal rangers. All right. <laughs> no, I don't know why that's... That's my favorite one. I don't know why, but that's what finally did it for me. I'm retiring. The mighty, morphin- the mighty moaning anal rangers? Uh-huh. They have Starload, which is one that's based out on Starload. Which is the only one that's out of stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you they also have... left off... Fondle? Whatever. Oh, Supercock has a cape. Yeah, Supercock, man. Why would you want a dildo with a cape? The bat plug. It's an upgrade. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, um, what it, then there's Fondle, which I don't know who that one is. Who is Fondle? <laughs> is that? Uh, who who knows? Uh, it's uh, Doctor Manhattan. It's it's blue. Okay. Doctor Manhattan. Um, there's also Kamora. Gosh, Kamora. Could have gotten that one. And then there's Stimula, uh, which, which is her I, sister. Well, I the think robot. her name was a uh, robot, like Nova or Nova. I don't know. Robot. Yeah, I think that's just Wrong another Gamora like one. But yeah, those are those are all of the ones that I was able to find um, that were really cool. Um, Seems like you got oh, one more. and then there was a glow-in-the-dark green cock ring that's supposed to be Green Lantern's ring. So there's three DC and then a bunch of MCU. Power Rangers are not MCU. I it, can't stress this enough. It really, it really shows you 
how much DC has dropped the ball recently. <laughs> Once being the superhero powerhouse, which is the only studio that made superhero movies, to now only having three dildos or sex toys <laughs> compared to Marvel's 20. I'm sure there's a, fa- a, set, a set of Fantastic Four, but I don't know. Fantastic I- Four is MCU. I know. It's Marvel, not MCU, but... But they're also not on here. So um, if that didn't do it for you, I found another place that will literally make custom clothes for your cock. Um, this is from Cock Couture. It's oh, on Etsy. Oh, my God. My God. <laughs> it's it a penis costume that comes with ball covers, um, literally a shaft that has the um, Spider-Man um, outfit on it, and a nice little mask that goes over the head portion of of the um the penis as well. And the great thing about that, the web shooters are pre-installed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god. If that doesn't do it for you, no. there's also Captain, Captain America. America. Why no. are why are the ball covers not shields? Oh, you're right. They, they really dropped be. the the ball. Audience at home, if, if you don't understand what we're looking at, it is little costumes for penises. Yeah. Uh Google cock couture, because Wolverine? <laughs> I mean, that's barely Wolverine. It's just a yellow... Uh, a Black, Black Panther. Panther. Black Panther, okay. <laughs> these these are... Uh, Lazy. Batman. I, why does he have a T? Why does he have a T on his belt? Because he's probably... They can't have, like, a bat symbol or they'll get sued or some shit. Superhero oh, thong. Yeah, I did find a superhero thong. It just says bang on the... On the... The, the parts. That's, uh, again, very low effort. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's it's what I have It's almost like superheroes, <laughs> are, as aside from being a representation of 13-year-old boys' version of masculinity and the man power fantasy, it's also a representation of capitalism itself. But that's a conversation for another podcast. I mean, this, this person that Dana was reading off of earlier about, like, being a, a male fantasy and all that yeah i just want to show him the the huge list of dildos that we just saw oh i know right because obviously there's there's a bunch more other options but hey, oh my not God. to get too feminist <laughs> on you but just because it's a male power fantasy doesn't mean there are women living inside of a male power fantasy oh yeah that's yeah. Like, i think like the heart of feminism is trying well, to destroy that and i think that's why they said it was a broad consensus like yeah. it's not like every single person can adhere to <clears throat> one specific kind of fantasy but the large majority perhaps um of the people he talked to uh or interviewed for this assignment um was mainly to identify like okay are you looking for somebody who's bulked up or somebody that has lean muscle and it seems like that's generally what women are into is more lean you muscle left off the Iron Man with one. more with more stuff yeah there's um, also one that's just a jack-o-lantern oh this is all just random stuff oh there's a charlie brown penis there's a little there's a little sombrero a little, little sombrero, sombrero and poncho Oh my god. Now the boys are distracted and are looking at the cock couture. You can't just website. drop cock couture on me and <laughs> expect me to be like, oh, that's interesting and it's move on. Fantastic. Oh, Isn't it great? Censored. This is a website with. It's because they put it on a dildo instead of a cucumber. Uh, okay, I got it, got it. At any rate, I feel like we've just scratched the surface of like mm-hmm. the importance of superheroes to our culture. There's not much to say about sexuality, though, without delving deeper into, you know, well, yeah, youth in America. and There are, like I said, there are new demigods. They're supposed to 
represent morality. They're yeah, just supposed right. to be a moral compass. Yeah, which is why I think that the the MCU movies are so entirely calculated. I think that, and without getting into politics, I think one of the most genius things that has been done in recent memory is Disney and the MCU have found a way. God, damn it! I've already seen the Ready Whip one. Dana. Oh, it's a guy. I got it. <laughs> Did you not get it? Did you not understand? No, I saw it three times. And it was until now that I was like, wait, Dana showed until, a picture. I said it, until I said it aloud, <laughs> I didn't even think a of it. A cock couture sweater that's a ready whip. It's just so your a dick's smug. a ready whip can. I got As it. I was saying, one of the most brilliant things that has been done by Marvel is they have found a product that they can sell to a very divided country that is selling equally with equal footing to both sides of a... Uh, of a divide. And, and I think that's because it's very well calculated to be so incredibly like neutral, which is why I find I it bland. I don't think it is neutral though. I don't know. You look at like the shit they did with the Punisher. It's just like a way of like howling out to like gun nerds, but then they also make black Panther. Like it, it's, it's a very calculated way of trying to sell something to liberals and conservatives. I, but the Punisher, this, the TV series is also very, against the right wing like it's it's pro-gun but the whole thing is about how like the right is overreaching uh and it's all anti-private military it's uh some of the main characters in it are, are people who are pretending to have a military background uh and are villainous because of that and it's all about how people who have ptsd aren't being taken care of and like it, valid points. The the main theme behind it, which it is, it's very pro gun, which I find kind of disturbing how pro gun it is. But like underneath everything, it's got a very strong liberal undercurrent. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about how physical deformity is common with villains and the shape the villains take, and people who identify as villains? <clears throat> That's just kind of a footnote before we move into the FDI. I mean, if if we are going to talk about that as in like comic book theory, then it would be that the villains have a deformed outer. Their physical it, it, deformities it, reflect yeah. an internal deformity. Yeah. Which I, I brought up at the top of the episode, and I wonder what you guys think, is that um, <clears throat> it was kind of moved on from. And it's a good tail, tail piece? End piece? No, the tail piece is a, a butt Cod rocket piece. raccoon or whatever it's called. But uh, in old like 50s movies, people used to be aroused by the quicksand scenes because mm-hmm. they simulated sex. Yeah. And I would make an argument that the big climax of most superhero movies also kind of simulates sex in a lot of ways. Right. Is that that adversarial beatdown of two bodies just launching back and forth into each other. And, like, the Avengers is literally just an orgy of, like, people in skimpy outfits just, like, touching each other. Right. And it's, while not a direct metaphor for sex, it is a deeply sexual exercise. Mm -hmm. And that is so much of the selling point and so much of the cultural significance is... When we go to watch our Avengers movie and go watch our war, it does not carry the actual horrors of war. It does not carry the actual bloodshed and terror of war. It's just kind of an orgy with played-up theater, like a Roman Colosseum. Yeah, I mean, the MCU has been delving more into actual repercussions, like people getting maimed or paralyzed and that kind of thing. Yeah, like that, that one goblin... 
<laughs> Green uh, like, like the one, uh, like the one black actor whose name you can't say. Who? Brody? Hawkeye? Wait, War Machine? Yeah. War Machine. Uh, there's War Machine, and there's Angel Boy, and there's Black Panther. There are three black one characters. Of, one of them is a handicap. How? I don't know. I guess. I guess I gotta go. I guess I gotta go fulfill my promise to my dad and watch all the Avengers movies with him. Spoiler: In uh, Captain America's Civil War, uh, he accidentally gets injured by friendly fire and is paralyzed from the waist down. What? I have no further questions. He gets accidentally injured by friendly fire and is paralyzed from the waist down. But what about Ant Man and the Wasp, also- starring Evangeline Lilly? I like that guy. The guy that plays Ant-Man. Paul Rudd. He's funny. Yes. He came out of comedy background. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Kink Cast. Does Luke Skywalker count as a superhero? <clears throat> uh, He's sure. got the force. He has superpowers. They're kind of like Green Lantern. Do you think that Disney will make the right move and just stop making Star Wars movies, but start including Star Wars in their Marvel movies? No, Disney's Join never going to give up making Star Wars movies. They paid $5 billion for that property. Yeah. You can't cross streams. I mean... They definitely can and probably will. Avengers has been trying... I mean, if that, that if Disney's proved anything, is that like crossing the streams is literally all that's left to make... They made a, a profit on Wreck-It Ralph entirely because of the one scene with all the Disney princesses yeah. in it. There's more than one scene with a lot of Disney princesses. Uh, let's go on to the FDI... I think that's a great idea. Um, I want to give this one a five because it is <laughs> cancerous to our culture. No. I'm going to no. give this one a zero. Doesn't Tommy even register. Just hates I hate superheroes. Everything. I love gremlins. Gremlins are great. Fucking love Terminator, Predator. I can nerd the fuck out of if the Alien a, franchise. I can talk, sit in here. If there was a gremlin cinematic universe, you would be furious. I would. <laughs> I follow Zach Galifianakis on Twitter. And when I was briefly on it, and his Twitter was the saddest thing I ever saw in my entire life because it was him begging to be in Gremlins 3 and they don't want him in it. They're not making a Gremlins 3. They have been trying for 20 years. They're never going to make a Gremlins 3. I will hold you. I'm going to pull up Entertainment Weekly right now on my phone and it's going to say Gremlins 3 announced right right now, Chris You know what? They are making a Playmobil movie, so they're probably going (laughs) to make a Gremlins movie in the next year. I also am a big fan of... Of uh, Star Trek, I love Star Trek. I can nerd the Did fuck you read out of the, Star uh, Trek comics where the X Men crossed over with Star Trek. No, but I would probably it's actually real. read that. It's a real thing. Um, it's a original. Because if I have a soft spot for any superhero, it's it's probably the X Men. It's a it's original. It's a original it's a original series Star Trek. So they represented the gays, and now they represent minorities. Uh, Chris, does this register on your FDI? Uh, yeah, like a 10. Because oh, it makes me so hard. Um, I'm going to give this an absolute zero. I think that it is the safest of safest of kinks to participate in. And frankly, could be a lot of fun. can dress your penis up in nice... In le- I, I'm actually... I will give this a zero. Unless you... Uh, unless you go for the Hulk... No, if you think that the uh, Joker-Harley Quinn relationship is a positive relationship that should be mimicked, uh, it's not. That's a five. That's an abusive relationship. He literally puts a gun to her head. He tries to make her commit suicide multiple times. Uh, he it's, it's a horrible, horrible relationship. Don't epitomize that. Like, 
the rest of our culture seems to. Right. Exactly. I agree with you there. If you find yourself identifying with the Joker in any way, or like making him a hero, or you have a poster of him, or like you have to do a cool impression of him, maybe don't. Maybe find literally any other Were like. Are you just character. saying how your family just does impressions of the Joker all the time? No. You just said that. Your house. You said people in your house. Oh, we make we're making fun of a child though. Like when we do that impression, we're, it's a metal <laughs> error. We're, we're making fun of an obese Australian <laughs> child. You stupid shit. So it's an impression of an impression. And like to be fair, at our house, we're so meta and snobby that we do impressions of people doing Joker impressions. But that's different. Okay. Um, that's my that's my house, not my family. Um, specifically, my roommate. Who wants to start another po- podcast with me? That's uh, sex negative. It's called Kink Shame Cast. No, I'm, I'm joking around. I'm not. joking around. <laughs> it's it's so meta. <laughs> yes, it's all sarcastic, and we just are doing joke Wait, impressions. Wait, would at Kink that time. Shame Cast be like a Talking Dead, where he just listen to Kink Cast and then talk about it afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. They're going to talk about this topic. I'm going to make some predictions. <laughs> um, Dana's going to raise her hand, and y'all are going to audibly state that Dana. St- <laughs> No, I think we've done a good job of training you not to raise your hand anymore. Yes, you've taught me, finally. <laughs> so I think we, we scratched the surface on this topic, and, and I think it was, as much as we are adversarial on this, it, it is interesting to discuss the cultural significance of superheroes. Yeah, I think it's shaped a lot of the ways that people perceive their own sexuality. Yeah, and it, it is something that has been happening for thousands of years. And, and it's now it's a cultural touchstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And as much as I complain about how it's something for children... It shapes the minds of children, but that has also been going on for thousands right. of years. Is the way we work with idols. But uh, this is something that could be discussed further, and maybe will be discussed at another time in another episode. Absolutely. But that's going to probably be it for today. Yes. Um, do we have any fan mail? Uh, I, I don't have any to... Oh, hurt. but if someone wanted to give us fan mail... We should definitely have them contact us um, at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. There it is. Um, if they'd like to send us an email. If they want to get in touch with us on Twitter, that's kinkcastpodcast. Um, sorry, that's at kinkcastpodcast on Twitter. It's also, um, we're also listed as kinkcastpodcast on Facebook and um, kinkcastpodcast as a group that exists. No, I'm sorry. It might just be a page on FetLife. And if you would like to start a podcast with me about uh, where you love superhero stuff and I just shit on you for an hour every week, (laughs) I'll be on it gladly. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week for episode 71, which which is is about sounding. And send us your opinions on superheroes. Which superhero do you find sexiest? At uh, super or hashtag super boner. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're like Tommy, hashtag super zero. I'm actually really into um, to Rorschach, but mostly just like the fantasy of being him. Yeah. And just like talking about like a bus full of children <gasps> and I'm going to let him burn. What does he say? He used that know. word. Uh, the only, the only, fra- or the only thing line I remember of his is, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're, You're trapped, trapped in, in here, here with me. With me. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> Please bleep my saying of a bad word, and we'll see you next week. Like dolphins, like dolphins can swing. Though nothing, nothing will keep us together. We can beat them. 
forever. 